This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the only episodes episode of the Only Friends podcast. I'm joined by a full cast of characters today. Uh, we got everyone in the building, even Andre behind the the magical curtain there, mm-hmm. the true Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> That's so scary. Uh, he looks like a hobbit. He's got Toto with him too. <laughs> he really hey guys. does. What 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 a remarkable day yeah. for him. You guys to just... thought. You guys thought. That the kitty corner was the worst place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thought that I was I was Oz, the man pulling the puppet strings, but here it is. Looks like he's in a bomb shelter or something. <laughs> uh, before we get into things today, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor of the week, uh, True Classic T-shirts. Today's episode is brought to you by True Classic. Guys, let's talk about T-shirts. If you've ever been, tr- if you've ever tried to replace one of your favorite shirts, you know the whole experience is just bad. Most t-shirts are either too tight in the midsection or look way too big and boxy. It's time to go all in on the True Classic. By the way, I, I can relate to this. I'm somewhere between a medium and a large, so I lean on schmedium. Yeah. Because large is like, it makes me look wide, mm-hmm. you know? Right. But schmedium makes me look like I wear baby gap tees. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm actually appreciating that you, you recognize I, that. I, it's tr- uh, what do you do when you're in between sizes, Conrad? You get yourself a goddamn true classic. That's, that's what that's you do. That's what yeah. you do. That's what you do. This brand has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. We want to hook you up with some True Classic. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the only friends code at trueclassic.com. Don't fold on your wardrobe. Say hello to True Classic. Conrad and I got ours on today. That's right. We do. We're looking good, Conrad. I mean, you, it's, it's, it's comfortable. This. I like yeah. it. I like oh, the way it fits. Fits good. It's, Everyone's got to do this thing with so their soft. arms when they show You got to show. You got to show. You got to show those. I see that chesticle coming mm-hmm. out a little. Yeah, you know? a little bit here. You know, the titties are coming in. Respect to the titties. Chesticle. Chesticles. Yep. You know, like testicles on your chest. Nice. This t-shirt really hides my. My uh, barbecue gut. That's right. That's right. Big shout out to Lamana who made us a brisket earlier today. Mm. Uh, That's why we're late. We were too busy feasting. Yeah. Big shout out to Matt Plumley gifting us five memberships to uh, to the group. Introduce our guest. I I am, but I have to get through these (laughs) reads. Uh, So also, what we have coming up today is a new course on solverwide.io. Finding equilibrium. You may know him from the YouTube's. Uh, he put out a four-part course today about game theory. We have a little preview of that right now. The focus of these videos is to help players build the ability to identify and organize the various factors that impact optimal strategies. The macroanalysis, mesoanalysis, and microanalysis are essentially a systematic way to prioritize and organize the most important heuristics which drive EV maximizing strategies. This is the primary approach of GTO Check. In the next two videos, we will demonstrate how to actually apply this theory in real life practical situations. We do have a big show for you today. If you guys are interested in uh, that course by Finding Equilibrium, head to solverwide.io. You can check it out there. In today's show, we're going to go through uh, a little bit of the happenings from the last 24 hours. We're going to talk about Vertucci's Revenge Tour. 
Uh, we're going to have a reaction to the Ingram podcast. And most importantly, we're going to talk to the hottest content creator out there right now. Caitlin, please correct me if I'm wrong. Comiskey? Comiskey. Comiskey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a very, uh, it's a very Chicago name. That's where I thought you were from. Exactly. Yeah. It's Irish, just like Comiskey Park in okay. Chicago. Perfect. Okay. So, so I'm, in, I'm in the right. Uh, unfortunate you got the wrong Chicago team, though. Oh, I don't know. Not, not that, that, yeah, I mean, not that. <laughs> what is I that, like the Cubs stadium? I'm not even no, no, on no. board. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Cubs is Wrigley. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's kick things off with you. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory? Absolutely. So, I thanks for having me, by the way, y'all. I'm a fan of the pod. I watch it almost every day. You're on live when I'm, like, driving around in my car or sitting at the poker table. So, it's kind of a trip to be here. That's why my Texas is coming on so thick, because I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but I was born in Dallas, Texas. I grew up there. I graduated high school, and I went to NYU for drama school. I had my BFA in drama from NYU. And then I moved out to Los Angeles and was pursuing comedy. I was a student at the Groundlings. I made it pretty far in their program. Um, I was invited to perform in a couple of stand-up festivals with my musical comedy. I used to play the ukulele in my act, so I Good got choice. a lot of uh, festival invites because, you know, that I, I was the musical. I checked the musical box, so that, you know, was fun. And then the ukulele also got me into a burlesque show hosting gig, so I used oh. to tour the country. I've been to almost every state in the you continental. burlesque with the ukulele? ukulele yeah so like <laughs> you i would host a burlesque show and i would be the one opening the show i would be the one transitioning the audience between every act i would usually have an audience participation bit where like i would bring an audience member on stage and we would either do sometimes with the veterans we would do an obstacle course that had a bunch of visual gags to make them look silly one time i did a trivia quiz where if you got a question right you got to pop a balloon on the bikini of like one of the oh. girlies yeah, and then uh, I would do like uh, about 15 to 20 minutes of stand-up and my musical comedy. So I it was a great spot for me because when you're in Los Angeles doing stand-up, you can only like string together maybe three minutes here. Maybe you get lucky, you get a seven-minute set there. But when I went on the road hosting the burlesque show, I was able to do like 45 to an hour and a half of material in an evening. So I was able to get my sea legs really quick, quickly mm. over like the first year of touring. And you could those bring, are some of the happiest years of my life. You could bring Conrad in with, the, with his fiddle. Oh. You play the fiddle, bro? Yeah, I do. You've never seen him play the fiddle? Oh, you've never seen him play the fiddle? I'm shook. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? What is that from? A fiddle is a violin. <laughs> I've corrected him six times. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to hear it. Like, it's literally a recorder that you're playing. No, I'm not. I'm playing the fiddle and I don't want to hear y'all shit. Hey, that's the Conrad fiddle. <laughs> what, where did this start, though? Was I not here when this started? He just started doing this one day. He, he really just pulled it out he of the air. He just started doing it. Okay. I had no idea what a fiddle was. I wasn't sure if it was, was. referencing something. He just and said, he just, okay. This is what separates uh, Joey from us. Joey comes up with like these bits where it's like locked in. And he finds like yeah. P. Diddy like, talking. Conrad. <laughs> Conrad just like spouts off and says something that makes no fucking right. sense. And it becomes an ongoing thing forever. It just confuses everyone. Everybody. Yes. <laughs> no, he's the only one with a catchphrase. Yeah. What? <laughs> God, it's so good. It is. Uh, true or false, the burlesque show was the inspiration for Robbie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, what I, w I would wear cutie little girly costumes, but I, I myself never had a striptease number, just to be clear. Um, I don't. 
I would have if I had that, but <laughs> I was too busy spinning every other type of plate. But I was a part of a couple of groups. One was a really noble cause. We were pinups uh, on tour and we would go to mostly VFWs and they're still doing shows today. Also check out their website, pinups on tour, but uh, mostly VFWs, American legions It would support hospital videos. Ooh. We'd raise money and have gifts to bring on our hospital visits. And we would perform like sort of a tame down the more song and dancey numbers of the show in these hospital visits. So really rewarding time my time with pinups on tour and in the burlesque show what's the but yeah tame, what's the tame up like we wouldn't we wouldn't have the girls get down to their thongs and pasties when we Wait, were like in a in a, a veterans like hospital you have to be a veteran I, I have to t- <laughs> i feel that they were they were cheapened of the full experience i know that was mostly the hospital's decision they needed the most <laughs> Did you see, uh, I think it was in Vietnam or I, yes. I the, the strippers that were? Yeah. You know, I laughed the, because the, I've the seen so home. many guys in wheelchair get lap dances because we do these shows Whoa. on the road, right? And we'd have this thing we'd call the t-shirt auction, <laughs> which is K-O? basically me like auctioning off a lap dance. Like if we're going to call a spade a spade, that's what, what was happening. So a lot of times like a daughter or son would literally buy their like 90 year old <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> the t-shirt auction and then like my friends either barbie or harley had to literally get down to pasties in a thong and grind on this <laughs> 90 year old dude in a wheelchair oh, God. and it was just like one of the weirdest things i love that kl was in the chat right away he was like, <laughs> Christian ZR Mamacita's in there too. She's not Everybody's happy. She's in not here happy, right man. Now. She's not care. happy with this. We'll she... figure it out. <laughs> they always figure it out. <laughs> is that a real like girl that you've dated or is that a troll? <laughs> like have we said? I have no idea. Uh, yeah. no That's the best part. Yeah. It's the equivalent of, of Conrad's fiddle. We have we have no clue It's probably who, whoever is the poker Karen. It's the same person. Right. Dear Mamacita Actually, and the poker maybe, Karen are one and the same. That might be true. I have theories, y'all. You're not just here for laughs. <laughs> so how did you decide to transition out of uh, out of comedy because it seems like it's something you're very passionate about yeah absolutely so it was definitely not a decision I unfortunately like had a crisis a life crisis um I had a really traumatic breakup followed by like a medical crisis so it kind of knocked me off my path and brought me back to Texas so I could be back with my family and be supported and when I was getting back on my feet I was working in a hotel and this was right around the time in 2018 legal poker had been around for a few years now the first legal poker cub was like circa 2015 so it'd been around for a little while and I just like I was so depressed at the time because of you know my life event and then uh, as I was playing poker I realized I was like happier than I'd been in a long time I had more friends than I had in a long time and oops I'm making more money than I am in my hotel job so this was around the first time I think I met you when like software white came for palms back then I wasn't a full-time player yet and then like I think a couple months later I took the leap and I decided that you know things were just kind of getting stressful at my hotel job and I had to work crazy hours I was working like the morning shift at the hotel from like 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. and then like grinding poker after that so I decided to take a shot on poker that was the beginning of 2021. Okay how's that been going? It's been a struggle. It's been a grind. You know, I'm I'm happy to say I'm still a profitable player, but I'm definitely not where I want to be. And I definitely want to continue to improve and uh, hopefully make more money. I did get a tournament uh, 
finish that I was pretty proud of early in the year. I finished second place in one of the monthly monsters at the lodge. It's like a six hundred dollar buy in. It was for like sixty K, right? Yeah, sixty yeah, K. Yeah. Thanks, nice. baby, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> I did my research. I'm, I'm all over this. Spoiled. Barbara Walt is over here. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you I'm glad you shifted into the voices. So uh two questions. <laughs> One is do you do you think that like comedy is still gonna be something that you pursue moving forward? And then secondarily was <laughs> Uh, where, um, I'm gonna say intimidations, uh, where imitate imitations, uh, impressions. yeah, impressions. Impression, was like, impression. was that a big part of your, um, like your comedy gig? So I did stand up and I did musical comedy and I would do like act outs, but no, I didn't really do like character bits. I mostly did observational comedy and sort of like off the wall alternative stuff in my musical comedy. Um, I did a lot of characters at the Groundlings, um, so that's probably where that sort of background comes from. They're the sort of comedy house that's known for putting character first, and you build a character, you have the wig, you have the costume, whereas like UCB Upright Citizens Brigade, their whole thing is let's yep. find the game, and it's a more mm -hmm. intellectual thing. So yeah, that's it probably comes from my background at the Groundlings, and then my acting studio at NYU was uh, Stella Adler. There's seven different acting studios within the NYU Drama School, and I went to Stella Adler, which is known for like imagination and technique and getting into it that way so if, if you want the nerd out Stanislavski version <laughs> no no I, I mean I think it's really good uh mainly because I think you're like very good at playing these characters uh like I mean the Conrad laugh <laughs> so so good well I have the to confess Conrad's been my personal friend for like a year now so I do I do I can do his voice Look, the <laughs> live one is fucking the live amazing so good, yeah. the, the live was hilarious and it was like it's funny because I think like my three favorites were Conrad, Liv, and Melissa. And I think that they were all like very low key, mm -hmm. right? Because they weren't like feature parts of any of these videos. Conrad's is obviously like very in your face because it's, it's just so spot on. But like <laughs> with Liv and Melissa, it's, it's this subtle little getting the, the like, um, cadence i don't correct. think i talked that no no no. <laughs> no no not not your voice no yours was funny because of what she said yeah uh with live it was the cadence of of like the how it was laid adding out in the evolutionary yeah was evolutionary so it was so funny <laughs> yeah like i thought that was all hilarious i thought like the christian impersonation was funny you didn't even say anything you just did the like yeah <laughs> just his mannerisms. Yeah, his mannerisms. He's making sure not to check himself out on the yep. screen. <laughs> nah, Chin's my buddy. I would never do him like that. He looks great. Check yourself out, baby. You look good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I do. Sorry, DM Marcia, or DR Marcia. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, first of all, go to Caitlin's YouTube page and check it out. But we have a, we have a quick rundown uh, or a quick uh, clip of it. An eight ball, a six pack, a Coors Light, and uh, a deep dish pie. We're we're ready to go. Uh, we got a lot of people in the chat today. Gonna call in. We got a nice twelve hour stream. Hope you don't want to sleep. We got Robbie J. Lou on the line at the center of this controversy. What do you got to say, Robbie, about the new allegations? I was on a lot of medication for ADHD. I was born with a golden spoon in my mouth, and money just. It doesn't matter to me. I'm like, sorry, get pressed about it. What? I think what we have to be careful about when we examine these kinds of things for all intents and purposes is what the desired outcome will be uh, for each and every scenario. I've reviewed a lot of footage and I've decided that the verdict is... Corn. I want you to know I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I got a history in law enforcement. The show is my life. And 
considered the possibility that Robbie pooped her pants. <laughs> Yo, what is going on? Hey guys, Doug Polk here. Are destroying my life. How dare you? Mark Cuban's my friend. Yo, uh, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Talk to us about the costumes and like what, what exactly went into these costumes. Like, please. Yeah, absolutely. So I spent about like, I went to Halloween Spirit probably three or four times over the three. I'm so lucky this happened yeah, in October. October. Oh my God. I would probably <laughs> had to find a specialty costume shop. So thank the Lord Halloween Spirit is in business. And God bless all the miserable goth girls working there. God. <laughs> God, they're hot. They try to ruin my day every time. I won't let them. <laughs> so uh, with some of the guys, I definitely, you know, like with Berkey, I did the button down shirt. And um, I did wear like my tightest sports bra and get the duct tape out to flatten my chest for Berkey, <laughs> you know, because I, I, he works hard for that body. And I respect that. That's right. I appreciate that. You get you yours, Matthew. <laughs> um, <laughs> Charlie Carroll, there was a lot of duct tape involved. So I could try to imitate <laughs> like a skinny <laughs> flat man's chest. Yo, and, like tape the, the button up and just like, God bless the tape because had a an inch or a millimeter one way or the other a big old titty was popping out but <laughs> we got him down <laughs> i was gonna button my shirt but then i figured why <laughs> he like literally never said that too that's my favorite part is that like some of them i'm literally saying what the person said and then other times i'm just like <laughs> making, making up, up yeah. my own little silly story uh to be clear i don't know what modicum means modicum maybe it's modicum see it's i like can't a small even pronounce piece it of, it's okay not all of us took latin yeah, that's true. Wow, Latin. I thought that was dead. Well, not to the evangelical Christians that raised me and oh, educated me. It's not. They still think it's very important. Okay, that, that's, that's completely fair. <laughs> How many years of Latin did you take? Seven. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because we started in the fifth grade, and then when you got to high school, you had to do like Spanish or French, but then you could also continue on with Latin if you were willing to have a zero-hour period class and get there at 7 a.m., and... I wanted to go to the best of the best schools, so, so I got my butt up at seven. So yeah, Latin was good key. for getting into school. Low key, she knows more words than you. Uh, no, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. That, that's that's she got into that's NYU obvious. by taking Latin. Yeah, that, no, that's... I fucked the dean. Are we allowed to curse? I'm so sorry. I just, oh, yeah. yes. Sometimes yes. they come to me, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you're not nervous. You're not nervous at all anymore. You're good. You know, the beginning of the podcast, she's like, I'm so nervous. And she's like, now she's like, I fucked the dean. Hey. Diem. Low, low key though. Uh, yeah. Very, very quietly underneath all of this humor, you're you're low key genius for sure. Like, I mean, like honestly, like if you if you look at the 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 accolades on yeah. your resume, I mean, NYU. You don't take really seven years of multiple languages. Right. Go to NYU. Like, walk away with all these degrees and just kind of float around and be like, I'm the funny girl. Just don't mind me. But like I am. Don't fall off her spot. Of course don't you're funny. Yeah, she's <laughs> trying to she's trying to get in games, bro. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I Berkey finally got like, my seatbelt. Oh, you're, oh, you're a genius. Girl. No wonder you bet quarter pot. <laughs> I am here to put an end to people getting in any fucking games. If I can't play, y'all can't play. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, we uh. know. <laughs> Berkey out here burning everything. That's it. I'm, I'm burning all. <laughs> It's it's me and Vertucci standing in no, front of the fire no, like no, Elmo. No, no, no. 
No. I'd rather burn my eyes than see you guys standing naked in front of a fire like this or whatever. Wait, naked? Naked? Where, where no, you get I'm in down there? for that. I'm the, is that on the menu? Is that what you guys are doing? I don't know where Melissa's going. Well, I'm just talking about I just thought this, this whole thing ended up with you guys fucking it. That's not how this goes. Uh, you know, I don't think that's in the cards for me, but he is a big bear, so who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Chill, stop. Bro. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Anyway, I think I also think you're very brilliant and smart. So let's get back to that. <laughs> if you insist. Well, let's talk a little bit about the inspiration for for doing the Robbie bit. Obviously, you've been locked in. Mm -hmm. That's that's abundantly clear. What made you decide to come out of comedy hiatus? Um, I've been making sort of like TikToks and sort of exploring that like side of it, and. Uh, I started a vlog and I had a podcast, but you know, it's not performing. It's more, you know, being myself on a, on a podcast and, you know, sort of my own quirky humor on TikTok. That's like most of them are 15 seconds long. I just had like the idea one day I was like actually on a zoom meeting in a poker coaching session. And I just kind of like had the idea for a couple of bits and I wrote them down on the legal pad. And when the zoom meeting ended, I just like literally got in the car and went to Halloween spirit. Like I think part of the reason why I can, you know, do well in poker games sometimes and why I can do really badly in poker games sometimes is I have that quality of just like execute, just yep. like don't hesitate. Like why you believe in the idea. Like you, you have money in your wallet to go to Halloween spirit, just like get it done. So it, it, I think not hesitating and just having the idea and impulsively following through on it. And I was very surprised by how well it did. Absolutely. Do you like that? I wish do you, I had uh, more of that. Yeah, me too, to be honest. <laughs> I'm a classic overthinker. Mm -hmm. uh, be careful. There are landmines along the way. Sure. <laughs> That's okay. You, you create problems and then you solve yeah. them later. It's, it's yeah. completely reasonable. You know, one step at a time, one foot forward, I always say. Do you do all of your own editing as well? Yeah. Okay, so that that's the part to me that I find to be most interesting because there's nothing inherent about like video editing and being, uh, you know, funny or, or creative, whatever. Um, I find that to be hard. And yeah. I thought the edit, like, I don't know how much experience you have in it, but I thought it came together really well in a, in a very subtle way. Like the music choice was so good. Like the, the, the whole uh, like silent film type of uh, background music where it's just joey kind of navigating all of these personalities which is truly what's happening i mean we really are living this like comedic thing playing out in front of us uh you know i th obviously i think your joey impersonation was hilarious and it's just an exaggeration of the truth the whole way through so uh you know i think you, you deserve a lot of props for the edit how how much time goes into something like that so the the videos start to finish including from like me like i'll write the bit like the, the first one I wrote just right away, the other ones I sort of marinated over like 12 hours. And um, I honestly didn't even write a lot of stuff down. And I kind of, I do a lot of the shaping in the edit itself. So I've, I've been editing for ever since I, um, in high school, I won my high school's film festival for um, my little <laughs> like short video that I made. Um, and actually that's a hilarious story because I went to this evangelical high school and I did this Virginia Woolf sort of like mm -hmm. motif parody or whatever um, about a woman who needed sugar to bake a cake and she went to all her zany neighbors. They thought there was too much sexual tension between two of the female characters and they made me reshoot the ending. That's <laughs> 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 so just like a fun side note. But yeah, so when I graduated NYU, you know, like you have an acting degree, you're like going on all these auditions, but you're a nobody and you're nothing. So they tell you to make your own work, make your own work. That was just very much put into me in my last years at NYU when they were talking about like, how do you make this happen? How do you make this illogical dream happen? And it all around revolved around make your own work. So even though I was like the prima donna, like Shakespeare 
dramatic actress in college like I was the lead in all like the super dramatic like cancer filled like <laughs> Scottish tragedy shows um I actually found comedy not until I graduated high school and started experimenting so I made a bunch of different sketches over the years and helped my friends in the burlesque troupe make music videos and uh, we were all just sort of stumbling, figuring it out on our DSLRs the best we could. Um, I actually raised some money and made a pilot when I was out in LA, uh, like a 20 minute pilot that I wrote and I fully I casted that. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. yeah. And um, that got me into a couple of festivals and it opened some doors. Uh, hilariously, I was just really bad at booking meetings <laughs> in LA. <laughs> I was just too green. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, it just seems like, you know, it seems a lot like poker in some regards where uh, you can have all the talent in the world, but some luck kind of has to fall in your favor. 100%. So much variance involved. Um, have you met Marley? I'm actually going to meet her for the first time later today. Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we made plans. We're going to be besties, I hope. I hope you guys do some content together. I, mm -hmm. I, hopefully that's yeah. the plan. I don't want to speak too soon, but hopefully we can make that happen for y'all. Unite yeah. our forces. Yeah, I, I would love to see just more in general come come out of that space. Uh, like I think Greg goes all in, is doing a great job. Oh, 100%. Marley said, we're dating. We are. <laughs> we are. <I'm, laughs> There's a reason Spraggy goes back to England so often. I'm right. there. Yeah. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> That's actually pretty sharp. Have, a, <laughs> have an overseas marriage and then a local girlfriend. It's totally reasonable. This is what we're planning. You just started that? What do you mean? Well, you, you didn't know about that? Uh, this I don't do the double check, man. You know, I'm, I'm not in this these for streets. fucking years. This is why he goes to fucking Yeah, why do you think he's DR going to DR? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to Jersey. He's going to DR. He's going. Where else is he going? Christian DR, Mamacita, New Jersey, Mamacita. <laughs> yeah, where's yeah. New Jersey, Mamacita? I want to see New Jersey, Mamacita, and DR, Mamacita face off. I want to see your phone. That's what I want to see. I promise you, it's horribly boring. I got spam messages for. Joseph. <laughs> That's it. I don't have anything exciting in here. Jersey Joe's in her DMs. No, <laughs> not even. <laughs> I don't have anyone. I'm really wow, disappointed in that. I'm getting DMs. her DMs later. I'm going to spice them up. Wow. Best wow. Just, I'm, I, go. I got you, girl. It's turning into a thruple very quickly. <laughs> you know what? I got love for everybody, Berkey. I appreciate Improv. that. Yes, and. Yes, <laughs> and. I yes like and. that. I do like that. <laughs> That's certainly an attitude we could use more here. Um, all right, let's get into the shits a little bit. <laughs> oh, my phone just started going crazy. <laughs> Why you always got to get him in trouble? He tries so hard. No, yeah, he tries himself to get in trouble. Come on, dog, <laughs> man. We I just run the bit a little bit. You, you need little. to learn. I've learned, okay? Yeah. She's taught yes me. Yes, and. Uh, you, you go with the bit. Chin has seven families. Chin has six mamacitas. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Man. Seven families, six mamas, I'm a nice kids. man. Stop. Anyway. All right, let's get to the shits a little bit. Uh, we, got, we got some things to cover. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Vertucci Revenge Tour as it, as it stands. Uh, Conrad, I know you got uh, a lot to say on this uh, just based off of the thumbnail yeah. where you are the... Let him speak since, you know... Uh, Vertucci had us stay silent while he was on the podcast. Well, he was sitting on his hands. So, you know, we had to yeah. sit on ours. I mean, I can't wait to see you. We just weren't allowed to talk, got notified Bro. one minute before the podcast started. So this podcast, it hasn't been released yet, but the, the rumor mill says that it's two hours long. Of what? I can't wait. To see, I can't wait. My fucking problem here is you don't put me on a fucking thumbnail with a bong in my hands trying to discredit anything I say just because I smoke weed. So you can go fuck yourself, Nick Vertucci. Mm. As per 
the part where I said about anything about Feldman. I probably shouldn't have said that earlier in my tweet today. But you woke up a little cranky. It was 4:30 a.m. <laughs> I looked at my phone and I saw a fucking thumbnail with me holding some fucking bong and you looking I don't know what the fuck you are. I was annoyed. Yeah. I was extremely Well, this, this also annoyed. carries over from when he was on the podcast and kind of made an underhanded comment about you being a pothead. Yeah. And well, it's just it's like, like he he instructs you not to be able to speak and then talks down to you and then like continues it in a meme form on Twitter. Yeah. It's it, like you're not allowed to fire like that's so fucking pussy. You can't tell someone they can't talk and then and then talk down to them. What in a, in a situation where you've instructed them to not talk. It, it's fucking absurd. And I was just, I was just annoyed this morning. And yeah. Right. So, what, so what you're really saying then is that you are the poker Karen. <laughs> I didn't want to tell anybody. It's okay. I was no. trying to keep it. I was trying to let Natucci tell everybody. No one's going to believe it, man. It's that, that account is way too uh, grammatically correct. That's true. It couldn't be any one of us. They actually <laughs> follow me and fucking correct my grammar all the time. <laughs> <laughs> now, when it comes down to it, um, fuck you, Natucci. Whatever the fuck your name is, Vertucci, whatever, fuck you. Put me on a thumbnail. Why? Discredit me because I smoke weed? You know, weed's legal in just about every state almost soon, you know? And that's bullshit. So, Feldman, I'm actually going to apologize to you because I probably shouldn't have added your name into the bullshit. But it is what it is. That all seems reasonable. Uh, I actually am not upset. I think this is a goddamn circus. Uh, I don't mind the, the, the thumbnail. No, no, no. I mean, it's, your points are valid. I'm not trying to undermine you at all. You have every right to be upset. Uh, I got to speak my piece, so I'm not upset. I think this is some clown shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, think, I think literally we're watching a tiny little car with eight circus clowns get out of it every single time this man presses send on a tweet. Mm -hmm. uh, it's getting to the point of being beyond embarrassing and ridiculously comical to me. Um, the... The thumbnail of me being the Wizard of Oz with Andre and Conrad on it. It's just like Nick is so far out of the loop that he's implying that somehow I'm this omnipotent uh, overseer of all things and that these are my little minions. Why having, wasn't I on there? Well, because he thinks you're hot and he likes your ass, if I recall. Oh. And Chin wasn't on there because he thinks he's hot and likes his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian wasn't on there because he's a fellow paisan. Hey, I'm a quarter you know. Italian, goddammit. Uh, see? She, she understands. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the thing of it is is that... Uh, Nick's a goddamn disgrace to the Italian-American community. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah. wow. oh, God, now you're going to be on the oh, thumbnail. Yeah. Now you get on the thumbnail. Yeah, you're on there. <laughs> See ya. It was nice knowing like, you. This, this guy's northern Italian. He doesn't even count. No, but like okay. uh, the the thing I was gonna say is that it's it's funny that he doesn't even know what he's taking shots at. Like when he puts Andre up there as though he's some minion who can't speak for himself. It's like this guy was the CEO of Run It Up. He's the head uh, EP of Triton. Um, so he's like he's produced he's produced shows that make our little internet stuff look like a goddamn joke yeah. no, it's, <laughs> right it's super fucking belittling i, I just it, it's it's silly because he always leans into this ignorance uh like weaponizing ignorance like you know christian's on there doing the pod and they're talking about stones he's like catch me up like i have no idea i mean i i've never even heard anything about this possible character and it's like bro you run the biggest live stream in poker and you don't know anything about the biggest cheating scandal on a live stream like do some due diligence 
And if you're going to take shots at people, like, fine, you're free to, but at least know what you're dealing with here. You can't know nothing about production and then take the biggest shot in the world against the guy who's probably produced second most to uh, a guy like Maury. You know what I mean? It's like Andre's seen every system. He's run every show. Like, this is such bad form. Mm -hmm. And it's all because someone's feelings got hurt whenever there was a little bit of questioning of the integrity. That's the other thing. I don't, think he, I don't think he fully knows what the word integrity means. When I was questioning the integrity, I was questioning the integrity of the security. As right. in, is it all in place? Yes, not the, is not it wholly the, there? Right. Not like, are you a, a, a terrible human being? So it's like, you know, uh, all this, I'm, I'm ranting at this point, but. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, well, are you? <laughs> not really. You know what grinds my gears? I don't know. You know what else grinds my, my fucking gears? My eyes started to glaze over. That's how I knew. Uh, <laughs> you know what else grinds my gears? Yesterday, I'm playing the WSOP event, first of all. Uh, I'm annoyed because I didn't win. Almost. Uh, you almost won. I did almost win. I got fifth. Unfortunate turn of events. 10K was too Maybe rich for your blood. Six. Well, Colin B got a was shout the $500 fall finale, which drew 640 and, uh, entries and bruised the New World number. Series. Bryson winner in Hong Trong. Yeah, he'll collect almost 53000 after outlasting the likes of the investigator, Matt Berkey, and the aunt, Anthony Zeno, at that final table. I didn't know if you said that on purpose or you just no. like, because you said it so smooth and naturally. Yeah. I was like... Did he do that on purpose? No, I just gave a read in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're reading now. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm learning. I told you. So uh, last night, Joey did uh, another locked-in session. I think we're on day 167 at this point. Uh, and he he brought on Jungle Man, which God bless. <laughs> God bless fucking Dan Cates. Uh, I, I, I don't great. know. He what... was just trying to get in the mix. <laughs> Can you blame him? Well, he's like everyone's so worked up. I wanted to join in. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> All right, so like, there's a little bit of of uh, I don't know if it's a misunderstanding or backstory to this, but initially he was very uh, open and opinionated about this case. Like he was he was right there with Durr with the conspiracy theories and tweeting and, and things of that uh, nature. So. When Beans uh, seemed to become a part of this story, I recalled that there was a text exchange between Beans and I where Beans was trying to facilitate a 200K Bitcoin transfer for Dan. And at the time, uh, it was known widely amongst the high stakes community in Vegas that he owed Dan money. And now all of a sudden, all these favors are cropping up. So he was trying to get me to facilitate a crypto transfer. Uh, he was asking me if I could set up a game. I had another game that I was already set up. He was asking if he and Dan could play. Uh, so I was very leery of, of whatever was going on there, right? I didn't know if Jungle Man had anything to do with it or if he was just having his name leveraged. But I knew that obviously Beans was indebted to him. Um, and I, I just ignored it all at the time. But now that Beans was called into question, it seemed like relevant information, especially since Dan was very hard on uh, being Robbie cheated. Like he was very hard on that side. So I just posted and said, you know, I think we should hear from Jungle Man about what the hell all this means. Here are the, here are the tweets, you know, and it, it shows a relationship between Beans and Jungle. And Jungle got rubbed the wrong way or very upset. <laughs> like, I think he got like confused. He he's he seems too smart to be confused, no, but I, know, I agree. But I he seemed he, confused. I think he, confused he is thoughts. smart, but I, I don't think he like, like, I don't think he like 
looked into it that that detailed i think he just sort of was like oh yeah okay i'm in the mix now and then i was like i'm gonna call you out berkey for including <laughs> right. my name right he became macho dan i yeah, get it yeah uh, I, like, I just thought it was so <laughs> you know what? funny you know what i i think i understand his side a little bit go on of course you do but yeah. Yeah. Well, shock, <laughs> shocking <laughs> i think it's i think it's the way that the text was was you, you said i think it's time that jungle answers to X, not y, answers to i said i think it's time we hear from jungle with regard to this yeah well i think you know i guess i can it, see how that can you be. see he's just like what do you mean it's time to hear from me like i'm right. not involved okay in let this. me let me finish yeah the you're thought. sort of like answer to this no jungle. okay yeah, let me let I me finish the thought to got mad. That's yeah, that finish. makes sense let me finish the thought to qualify it. I said, I think it's time we hear from Jungle with regard, to these, with regard to these exchanges with Beans. Beans reached out to me trying to facilitate a $200,000 Bitcoin transfer and then attempted to set up a bunch of games with Jungle. I don't know what the con was, but there certainly was one. Right, but you started like having, wanting to hear from Jungle and then ending with, I don't know what the con was. Yeah. So it feels as if it, it could be taken in a way where maybe jungles like wait i'm not a con i'm not in this con whatever i'm just saying that's i could see how yeah. he's saying he feels that way that's I could all see, i could see that actually sure you're being very generous I mean, no, no, it's, it's, not, not, it's not really like, though yeah. like because i feel like if I, if someone said that about any of us it would be sort of like who's if, this guy if, telling if you me to answer the tweet, to him? if you read the tweet it's abundantly clear that all uh, right i don't think it's abundantly all right. clear you're I mean, right did you, you're right <laughs> <laughs> okay, watch the fucking Ingram podcast. Okay, you're we, right. We all watched it. I'm just, right. I'm just saying that you know the way it's phrased. You know, I could see why he thought it was a little bit out of line. I can. I'm on. I, I, don't, I don't agree with out of line. I'm not out of line, but it could definitely be. It could be mis targeted at him. Yeah, it could be misinterpreted slightly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually on Christian and Melissa's side because I think it can be interpreted very easily that. Um, you know, Jungle thinks he's caught up in all of this, even though, you know, he was. That's the whole point. No, no, no. But like, he's part of the Beans team. But that's the whole reason why I said that he yeah. should say something because he was. No, he's not. Yes, he was for a whole month. Games but you understand being... how it's like he's many degrees so, away from yeah. hustlers, and it makes him problem. seem more tied to it right. than he actually is. Well, and that's well, what he was like it's, it's sort on. of an implication that's going on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. But the, this is well, kind hold of... on. This is why I'm right. <laughs> no, no, I think you have something. Cause I know okay. exactly what you're about to say. What is go. it? Jungle was very heavy in the investigative side of things, and Beans had a lot of heat on him. Jungle was trying to take a lot of that heat off, and there was a clear relationship through these text messages between Jungle and Beans. How is that far removed? All right, that's very reasonable. No, I see your side as well, but I'm just saying I can also see how yeah. he thinks that that is making him look more involved in the cheating scandal than he is. I don't think your purpose was to elude that Jungle is involved in any of this, is what... It was the opposite. Right, and that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. It, but it was also it was... to draw attention to, uh, to, to all of the details so that we aren't suddenly going down a rabbit hole where everybody's buying into a bunch of things that Jungle is publicly saying, only to find out later that Beans is like indebted to him for infinite, and it's important to him that Beans isn't implicated. Yeah, I mean, look, you both have you both have good points. I'm not saying yeah. you're wrong. I'm just saying I could see why he didn't. It's like incredible it. that I could dunk on somebody for 15 minutes and then come on my own podcast no, and not, hear about why he, I was wrong. The, the <laughs> issue is that it's not a right or wrong thing. We're just simply saying yeah. that we see his side as well. 
and your side. Sure. Can't we see both? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why it's does just... it have to always be right or wrong? Can't it just be you guys have different sides and we see both? I see both y'all sides. I'm saying you're right, of course, because you're trying to get to the bottom of this and you saw the connection. And he's right because it seemed as if he was like, Bro, I'm not involved. Why are you throwing me in here? You could have just hit me up. That's, yeah. that's, that's all yeah, I'm I, I like, can you let both. this man take a vip, victory lap for five friggin' seconds, y'all? <laughs> You're so mean. He dunked for 15 minutes, he said. <laughs> he did dunk on. <laughs> 15 minutes? Y'all ain't gonna let him victory lap? Come on now, y'all. You're friends. Oh, he my dunked God. the fuck on him. <laughs> I haven't said a word. I'm just... I'm what? just saying that I can see why whatever he said, whatever. But I, your point, yes, it's very valid. We both I, have points. It's just so frustrating because I know that Christian's <laughs> the only one in this room that watched the actual interview. Well, I don't watch it at all. I, I was, was literally this morning. watching. I had to watch it this morning. I was uh, making brisket. Did I wasn't watch? talking about the interview. I was talking about the tweet. I watched the entire thing, motherfucker. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Uh, I watched that Why shit. do you think I'm speaking out of my ass? I'm not. Because <laughs> the tone is so wildly different than what was being conveyed by pretty much like Joey and the entire population. Yesterday. I was laughing. I thought it was hilarious, but I'm just saying I, I, I think he, he didn't look into it very deeply enough, but I can see where he's coming from. I don't think that's a, there's anything wrong with saying that. Sure. I, I mean, that's fine. On the, if, right? we're, if we're talking about the what? podcast, I'm sorry. I was talking about the tweet. If we're talking about the podcast, it looked like fucking Zion Williamson and the fucking Slam Well, the podcast concert. was about the tweet. Yeah, but I was just talking about the wording in the tweet. Like... If, we're saying why he got upset not yeah, like, like yeah. the podcast i'm yeah. saying i'm saying the wording the of the tweet why the is whole reasonable why he would be like yo like what's up all with right that? never that's mind all. you know what Berkey's right i know I, I just don't i do just this. think i just think it's it's crazy i, don't do this. I just God think it's crazy it. to dissect a tweet when like uh i'm rephrasing it from like memory and no one has read it i so read the tweet i read the tweet as well we all read the tweet it was on it was every it was on the it was everywhere. Why is it assumed that we don't read or watch anything? I'm saying you said it's I got time. Like, whatever. That. I'm paraphrasing too. Like, it's time that Jungle Ant, like, uh, responds to this or, or addresses this, whatever kind of thing. And it's like, when you say it like that, he's more like, whoa, what you mean I need to address this type of thing? Like, why am I in the mix here? And then, and then you end it by saying, okay, oh, there's let, a con. So, like, let he's, me, let he's me make this, bit, let me make this abundantly clear. If things were reversed and, you were friends with beans and shout he out, was shout out to beans and he was <laughs> he was using your name to try to facilitate a quarter million dollar transfer and using your name to try to start games for the better part of two months and then was puffing his chest saying that he was the one who got robbie in the game and that there was a clear relationship between the two of them you wouldn't want to distance yourself from that and you wouldn't think it was fair game if the people looking into this said, hey, Christian, why is your name getting thrown around with Beans so much? This is the thing. Like, Jungle doesn't view Beans as a bad dude. So, like, he's... That wasn't what I just asked you. I understand, but he's not trying to throw him under the bus either. He's not really trying to, like, super distance himself from him. He's just like, nah, like, uh, yeah, he borrowed some money and he paid it back and that's all I got. Like, so that... And that's what he said. So it's like... He doesn't view Beans as a bad dude, so he's not trying to distance himself. Man, you answer him. questions like Vertucci. That was what I asked <laughs> you at all. Answering questions. Whoa, 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 relax. That was what that's I asked not, you. No, that's not funny. Time out. Yo, he said to you, I don't like, like, I don't like that you brought me on like that, like that you came at me like that, and I'm not trying to distance myself from him because he never did me dirty. And that's all he had. 
So like that's not all he had, bro. They, they were they were organizing games around the two of them. They were running around town for like the better part of two months trying to get high stakes action. That's the thing. Okay, you have to do due diligence if you're gonna align yourself with someone like that. You think that I'm just gonna go find some shady character who has like a checkered past and have him just start setting me up for spots? That's the thing. They were like, trying what to are set we up talking games. about? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. He's not. He never did him dirty, so he's not trying to like. He super... did. He slow paid him 8K. That's why the whole thing was facilitated. I understand the slow pay is a little bit uh, a gray, but like that's not viewed as like super dirty. Like, you wouldn't want to look into the guy a little further. Hey, I, I'm not. I'm not like saying like Jungle did everything right either. I'm just saying that the whole tweet was it was it came about because of all this. I'm not saying you're right or he's wrong. I'm just kind of just saying I understand him. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Uh, I understand you, Berkey, too. You know what? If I was on their podcast, I would be like, yo, Berkey had us a point. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just want everyone to see both sides and then they could decide for themselves. Yeah, I get it. You're Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, nothing's better than having an opinion podcast and then having no opinion. It's, it, it goes so far to carry the show. <laughs> I no, it's not that. His it's opinion that, is it's that, that he I sees want, both I sides want, in this instance, I want, though. Look, it's important that everybody sees both sides. That's all. Like, and then you know we could have our own opinions and stuff. But I'm trying to like, y your opinion is going to be loud and clear always. So I have to at least speak for you know the other people that might not you know agree with you. That's all. And sometimes it sucks because like, <laughs> and we're right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's not proximity is not a, a fun bitch. <laughs> You know what, Bert? You're fucking right. Let's fucking Yeah, you're go. right. Let's go. I'm down. I'm down for whatever. I think the biggest thing is that I can see how um, initially Jungle came to the conclusion, like right off the bat, because he probably, you know, when you read tweets, you skim it. But um, at the end of the day, when like you read your tweet and you um, like, you're, you're pretty precise with your tweets. So it's almost like uh, emotion versus versus rationality and jungle is just a very emotional person when it comes to communicating with other human beings weirdly jungle is well like how no, he no he's not <laughs> I, or i don't think he is anyway i know he always comes off to me as um i think he's very like controversial uh yeah well i think he dabbles in the gray a lot i think he's uh I, I, if you're saying like uh, you're saying like his Twitter persona, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's like engagement farming a lot, um, and I think that that's what this was. Like, I don't, I don't even know that he believes his side that strongly, based off of the the attempt of an argument that he put up yesterday. But, I think like he legitimately just thought it was fun. He, he put up an argument and started laughing afterward. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, that's what I mean. Like, he basically conceded every point, and it was just like, I just kind of wanted to yell about something. It and he was, forgave you. He did forgive me. As long as he forgave you, everything's okay, man. I forgive him. <laughs> I'm calling you a vigilante because you're like, you're coming after me, and I'm like, well, okay, I didn't even come after you, it. Jungle. I, right, I did right. not come after you. All right, well, I forgive Re -read you. Reread the thread. I, I don't really care that much. You I forgive just, me? Just... Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you forgive me for what? <laughs> for, like, getting my name involved and, like, getting, right, getting right, me, right. uh, Mr. you know. Uh, on the entire matter, I suppose. Uh, it was long 
it was late <laughs> and it was uh i don't want to say i don't want to say like scripted that's that's not fair but i think it was mostly it's it stuck to the script of the reddit thread um you know the majority of the things that he talked about were like the accusations that were put up in that recent reddit thread which uh i'm sure everybody's seen at this point most of it was talking about his days at live at the bike uh some scrutiny around his relationship with Ludacris and their living together him playing on stream things of that nature um I thought he came off pretty well with all that stuff obviously this stuff comes down to he said she said you know it's like you have an anonymous person posting on reddit uh regarding like sensitive information that we don't know the true truth to so I think based off just like sourcing Ryan's words are going to be a lot more credible than anything that we read in a thread um we know ryan we trust ryan to run a, a very high-end stream uh with a lot of money so when he basically shoots down point by point uh this reddit thread i don't think we as the pu public have any choice but to believe that right so um unless there's other information out there that people are willing to kind of go through that interview and say like well that's incorrect that's incorrect the only thing i heard him say and i may have misheard or um it may have been referencing something else but i thought he said he wasn't alive at the bike during the stones thing which definitely is not true he was there till 2021 i think or 2022 now right yeah so yeah hustler's been around for a year yeah so puzzle happened late 19 um he didn't leave the bike until early 21, I think. Maybe late 2020, something like that. Uh, but I could have just easily misheard that. It could have been him distancing himself from Ludacris around that time instead of the bike itself. I'm not sure. Everything else seemed like it fit in line with uh, stuff that I've heard uh, either through the grapevine or um, you know him stating publicly. Uh, Definitely seems like they don't have a good relationship there. I would love to hear more from JJ and Dan Zach as uh, former owners who were um, partners with Ryan at the time. Maybe more so Dan than JJ, just because JJ still has a vested interest in Live at the Bike. And uh, not that that discredits him, but you know it, it changes his incentives, changes his motives a little bit. Um, but it would be nice if Dan could corroborate Ryan's story yesterday or poke holes and things that may not align uh but all in all i thought he came off pretty well yeah um did you <clears throat> see anything from jj yesterday or he just tweeted that he's been silent because he has a family and didn't want to get involved and then kind of implied that vertucci was bringing him out of silence okay uh so it looks like he said uh i've been quiet is that what this says i got it i've I'm been quiet straining. in real life and social media that says quite though, right? Yeah. It does. Okay. I, I just want to make sure my eyes weren't quite, quite in me. in real life. I've been quiet in real life and social media regarding the Ryan Feldman hustler because I have a family. Dealing with Ryan was one of the biggest headaches in my life. I think it's time to speak, time for some truths to be heard. At Danzac, shouldn't have brought my name into the mix again. Yeah. So that was all before Ryan's interview. Um, so I think that that was specifically referring to Vertucci. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was hours before the interview. Okay. I'm pretty sure, unless he tweeted it today. I thought the interview was like 2 a.m. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm relatively certain, unless that tweet 
came um, out this morning. I thought it was no. like coinciding with the interview. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, it looks like the tweet was from 12. I think it was from like 13 hours ago. So it would be before. Every... Yeah, it looks like well, it's around been like right the time it, it started. Right around. Yeah. yeah, I thought it coincided. Yeah, yeah okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, that means, uh, yeah, Christian's probably right here that it coincides with Ryan then. Um, I do think Dan Zach would probably be the most credible source. First of all, I, I can't think of anyone in this industry with higher integrity than Dan. Uh, I would... I would trust him with my entire net worth without anything more than a handshake. And I think that speaks volumes in this particular industry. Um, it would be nice to hear from that side, but I, I don't know. I don't know where we're at now. You know, uh, Ryan said a lot yesterday, but it kind of parroted a lot of what Nick said, uh, where, you know, he agrees that there's security flaws and he agrees that they're trying to fix them. Uh, but he dug his heels in that they're not going to do the peakless or, or the, the no peak version. Um, he's just trying to reduce the staff so that he's the only one who sees the cards. And that's, that's fine, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I still take some issue with it, obviously, because in my opinion, we still have trust issues with Hustler as a whole, especially when this investigation comes back and shows nothing. Um, we never got to the bottom of the Brian thing. You know, there, was, there didn't seem to be any follow-up whatsoever. I, I still, like... Call me crazy, but there seems to be a great link there between an inside man who has real-time information taking money off of the stack of the person accused cheating. Like, it seems like that's the investigation, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, the investigation is coming to an end. We found out who the poker Karen is. And thank God. And who, thank God, yeah. you know? Who, though? Who is it? We don't, know, we don't know who the poker oh. Karen is yet, but... It's going to be revealed. It will be revealed, and the investigation will be over after that. Who do you guys think it is? There were, uh, there were rumors Guapo. it was Brandon Shaq Harris. I, no th way. I think it's Guapo. <laughs> Guapo. Wait, which Guapo? <laughs> Wait. The Guapo. El Guapo? Your Guapo. The original Guapo, not the Andre Guapo. No. Oh, no, no, I got it. Are I you that it. little Guapo fellow? I'm the little Guapo fellow. That's the little Guapo. Mm -hmm. It's That's... so fucking demeaning, dude. Mm -hmm. oh, how Whatever. would you fight the little Guapo fellow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that little Guapo fellow is a... <laughs> Technically a weapon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a fucking nuclear bomb. Right he likes choking bitches out. Yeah. What? Okay. Oh, you don't know about this? He's That's a what he uh, no, but I wanna. <laughs> He's a jujitsu master. Bro. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, how how much larger of a man do you think you could disembody? Disembody. Disembody? Yeah. Like uh, take his body parts off. Well, that's uh, he's a he's a weapon, right? Yeah. When, well, yeah. I won I won um, absolute division for uh, blue belt in jujitsu in like May, uh, and I was facing ultra heavyweights, which is like two forty plus, I think. Okay, so, so twice I, your body weight. Uh, I, oh, we're gonna be just <laughs> fine. <laughs> I killed. <laughs> That was a slow burn. That was a, that was a slow burn. We were just like, okay, I, all right, I see. She, the choking thing, right? Yeah, I, I can kill a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> can you tear their arms off though? Huh? Can you tear their arms off? Probably. That's what I'm looking them, for. Yeah, beat them. Beat the them yes, exactly. Yeah. Beat them with their Probably. own arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the guys, I, I, I literally, it's called a helicopter armbar. And then, you, armbar what do you take his arm and swing it around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you actually? Yeah. 
No, no, no. Oh. It's it's the helicopter is his body actually. So mm. you like airplane you swing his him. Body around? You know how like you airplane little kids? Yeah. It's hilarious because you know it's like a hundred and fifty pound kid airplaning this two hundred and sixty pound like fat man. Wow. Into the ground as I grab his arm <laughs> and then armbar. Okay. You better, I can picture that. Better stop. Caitlin's uh. Oh my god. My word. Yo, this is crazy. Like, what? Y'all talk about me. This shit is crazy. Oh, man. Uh, what were what were you guys' final takeaways from Feldman? Uh, finally not being silent, I guess. I oh. feel like he came off really well and i was very surprised at the part where he said like oh nick's better at doing all the public stuff so i, <laughs> I was very surprised you must not walk into twitter the last two that. weeks I, I mean it just to me like feldman represented a company like a hundred million i trust if what I, what he was saying like a hundred times more so i don't know i felt like he came off like so much better i was really surprised that he thought that Nick was the better of the two at public stuff. I didn't like how he tried to downplay um, the information you got from the other stream houses. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just didn't, it's, it's just, it was like, he was like grasping at straws. Or yeah. Something. I, I at think his point, implication yeah. of like, I've never seen the back room of live at the biker poker go. Right. So how can I know that they're secure? Yeah, well, it's right, like, well, right. because if they're lying, then the risk that they're taking is massive for yeah. what? Right, right. right? Exactly. Just to run cards up. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, to me, when he makes that implication, he's implying that he knows better. Right. And, uh, you know, maybe well, so he does or thinks I he guess does. to clarify, like, you talk to them and then they, like, they, like, sent, what did they send you something? Bally's, or? Bally's and the bike sent me, like, an unofficial statement. Okay. Of every security protocol that they have in place. Okay. Uh, PokerGo did the same, right? Like, so this, these aren't official things that they put out in press releases, but like they were on the record as like, <laughs> these are our, uh, this is how we button up everything, uh -huh. right? So, you know, and if- And did Hustler send you anything like that? So, so you'd have an even like comparison field or- No, but to be fair, the way that the conversation went with Hustler was I called Nick and I said, hey- uh, I know of about 10 things that have you at very high risk security wise. Can you confirm or deny them? And I went through the list and he just confirmed them all. So I didn't kind of, I didn't really pose the question. The conversation went backwards, right? It started with me talking to Nick saying like, how bad is this? Uh huh. And getting confirmation that it's bad. And then me saying like, okay, well, I need to go public with this and I need to look into the other stream house. So I reached out to the heads of all of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how much like Feldman knows that about that conversation that you guys had? Cause that seems to be where you got the information about the security. Well, uh, I initially got the information from multiple people who had done commentary there. Then I corroborated it speaking to Raver and then I followed up and double confirmed talking to Nick. Yeah. See, like he just made it, he just like made it so dismissive. Like as if you just like, just, to one random person and they just had this agenda to lie to you because you know why wouldn't they right yeah yeah right like, i think it was a little more deeper than that and like he just kind of, the way he just the only the only per, the only stream house that it, that is true of is doug's yeah at the lodge i right. only talked to doug mm -hmm. and i asked him the same questions i asked right. nick i just basically said like 
can you tell me about your booth who has access to the control room yada 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 right and it was as i reported the only thing he wouldn't tell me was like who has access and mm -hmm. you know that's up to him uh and he also said that like they're making a bunch of changes so it's like i trust you know doug's a good actor in the space i trust that mm -hmm. until there's a reason not to but also you know there was an implication of like look we don't have it correct right now and we're we're working to get it better but i was also of the impression that they're operating in a safer way than um than than hustler currently is right mm -hmm. uh they don't have cameramen so there's no communication going outside the booth they sequester everybody they he made it seem like or actually he told me exactly the number of people that had yeah. access i think it was either three or four yeah Essentially, it's like all, all the other stream houses, they all lied to you to make, make their security look better, but, but uh, Hustler told you the exact truth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Weird. I thought Ryan came off really well. Um, you know, I fell for him a lot because I think, uh, you know, he's a guy that's on his journey in production. He wasn't, um, he wasn't like trained in this professionally or anything. He just learned on the fly and... To be honest, like production this day and age is very new. There is no training. There is no um, comprehensive course that you can take to know what you're doing inside of poker and all the security measures. Um, so I, I felt for him. I, I really saw that it seems like he, he's trying to fix a lot of the stuff. Um, I think that, you know, it's not fully trustless and I'm okay with that personally. Uh, but I also recognize that it's unscalable. Like... If they want to ever go seven days a week, is he just never going to take a day off? Yeah. If he ever I, gets I, sick? I'll take it even a step further from that. There, there isn't any oversight, and that to me is a problem, right? At the end of the day, he's the end-all be-all, and we have to put 100% implicit trust in him. I, I find that to be very off-putting. So, um, well, like, I, Doug's... Sorry, let me, let me, let me finish yeah, my thought, sorry. and then you can chime in. But, like, if we're talking about the Lodge, Doug, Doug does not run their production. He oversees everything. So he's the oversight, right? But he has no firsthand capabilities to do anything. He hired somebody for that. Same thing at the bike. Houston oversees it, but Brian is the one who's actually the EP doing all the production. Uh, same thing at PokerGo. Maury oversees it, but they have a full team doing it. So there's, there's a checks and balance. There's a separation there. At Hustler, it's literally Ryan does everything. He wears all the hats. And I know what it's like to run a startup and have to wear all the hats, but... Uh, to me, it's like it's gotten to a point where they're a bit over their skis, where they've become so successful so fast that they haven't caught up in a lot of these areas. And now that the spotlight's kind of being shined there, rather than pausing for a beat and getting shit perfectly buttoned up, they're kind of just asking for grace and saying, like, let's ignore the fact that, uh, you know, we're vulnerable in all these areas and let's ignore the fact that there's this really weird thing that happened and uh, a potential scandal going on and just trust us that sometime down the line, everything's going to be on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we aren't mad about the Robbie thing. We're more mad about the Brian thing, right? That his security mm -hmm. of his stream is compromised. We know that for certain. And someone with whole card access can do something malicious. Um, there are ways of securing Ryan in particular, where we could just put a security camera up on him, facing him the whole time, seeing what he's doing the whole time, and if anything ever goes bad, we can look back at Ryan. Uh, the problem is, of course, like, you know, I was a little bit, I couldn't follow the whole team viewer discussion that he was talking about, but it doesn't feel great that there's like remote access to any of those back rooms. 
Um, Specifically, the computer that houses the server. Yeah. Correct. That's the big one. And when we say server, uh, just for everybody at home, we mean the there's a server computer that has all the whole cards on it. So whenever you hear server, just think whole card access. Just to be mm-hmm. clear, Ryan said he never had TeamViewer. Like that wasn't, he never had TeamViewer at all. That was yeah, Brian that had TeamViewer. Yeah. All. Brian had TeamViewer. But if, if you have TeamViewer up on the computer, anybody can Why access Why did Brian it. have TeamViewer? Well, because back then they weren't, you know, no, they it, were just kind it, of. He's like, talking about it at the bike. Oh, right, not right, right, Brian. Right, 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 right. Okay, not so yeah. Brian. So Brian, if something went wrong, he would just like log in from his house and try to fix I it. See. Whatever, when he was on his day off or whatever. It wasn't anything malicious. That's how it was back then. Yeah, I don't know if that's been changed. Uh, certain, certainly something to follow up on. Um, but that would be something that I would add to the list of, of things that I think all houses should look into is to ensure that there's no third-party remote software on the device that actually houses the, the whole cards. That just seems obvious. But yeah, I, I think um, it looks like Ryan wants to do better. Um, look, like, were there problems ish here and there but for the most part i just felt like he was a guy that wanted to make a better stream and wants to be more secure and recognizes that there are secure security vulnerabilities there and um hopefully they get corrected and yeah i i think we can have a check and balance on him in particular um is everything going to be 100 percent comprehensive if it's uh if we still need to trust someone definitely not right if there's a computer that's always showing hall cards uh, we still have a major point of attack, which is finding ways at monitoring that computer, whether that's a, a lipstick cam that gets put in by a third party and it's just pointing at that direction of the, the monitor or the monitor itself, or I'm sorry, the computer itself, the, or if it's Ryan that gets compromised or someone else that takes over that position that gets compromised, we just never know. But I think his steps thus far, uh, they're much better much much better than than what yeah they were. I, I think when you start talking to to scale specifically uh you know i don't know what the the back end of their business looks like or how viable this is but it seems like now better more so than ever would be the right time to uh for ryan to step back just be the game runner the guy who builds these games and train somebody to do his job for him right like get it to a point where now if you're training somebody up to do your job you can make that system trustless like we know that this update's coming with Poker GFX where uh, you can opt in and have it such that the cards are not read until after the hand ends. And if Andrew follows through, um, there's going to be an open source API where everybody can check and see if that stream that you're playing on opts in or not. And I think that's really important. Like, you know, we should be more concerned about the ones that opt out. Like there's, there's just, it's like, why? <laughs> You know, like what's what's the benefit? Because the upside of the production side of things is negligible. Like it's nice to know the cards when you're directing the cameraman, but it's not necessary. I think he was really pushing that the only person that he can trust is himself, mm-hmm. and that's why that will never happen. Well, that's all, that's a really bad argument because if the only person you can trust is yourself, then that's true of everybody else. The only person I can trust is myself, and on down the line, which yeah, means that, I can't trust you. That is what he's saying. And therefore, he won't let anybody else have access to the whole cards except himself. Right. Because he, he, know, he knows he can trust himself. So that's why I think that solution he'll never, he'll never go for. Um, but, I mean, the, the real thing that is the fight, which me and you have talked about, is 
can you produce a show without seeing whole cards? And I think overwhelmingly, yes, you just have to try. It's a little bit different, but you do have to try. And people, when they tank and you know they're about to tank, you know how to adjust for it. I don't think it's super important to know the cards to be able to adjust the, um, the, the, the cameras. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, thinking about it in terms of its current state, I do respect it though, where, when he's like, look, these are my players. This is my show. I could trust myself. If they trust me, everything falls on me. I'm going to be here five days a week and we're going to push through this crisis on my back. And if things change later where maybe he wants to add more people, like that's a later discussion. But like for now, like it seems like their solution is like, I am the, the, the one and only point of failure. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just a dangerous game. It, it's a dangerous game to, to force trust in a, in a uh, scenario where the solution is to be trustless. And that's true of like pretty much anything like, you know, not that this is relatable to government, but we have checks and balances for a reason. And granted, you can make an argument that they've uh, kind of crashed and burned over the last half century, but uh, the, the thought behind it was, was purposeful. Can we put a rumor to bed? Are you invested in Manit's company? Yes no. or no? No. no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I keep seeing this everywhere. He, Berkey has a piece in the security company. And it's that's not what... even a security company. It's an RFID company. Well, like, right. So it looks like yeah. it looks like. Sorry, guys. Ryan did respond in chat. He said it's not necessarily that I didn't think. I don't think we can produce it well without cards. Is that we don't use OBS. We have a completely different setup that isn't set up to work uh, with delayed overlay. I'm not. I'm honestly not sure what he's talking about. I'm. I'm not saying anything about OBS. Um, it's. It's specifically. I think what he's he's referring to is people sometimes use OBS to delay uh, the stream overall. Right. Um, and and I'm, not, I'm not targeting that at all. There are delay systems that you can just use. Um, and what, from what I understand, Andrew, his system will delay it and shove cards to the- Correct. Yeah, shove cards to the delayed <laughs> it, side. It'll delay, it'll delay on the server side. Yes. So what ends up happening is, if I understand this correctly, uh, and you and I should probably just like, do a test video of this so we can prove it. Sure. But what I'm pretty certain happens is that uh, Ryan as the producer would be doing live edits. So he would be cutting up all of the edits and then pushing that over to graphics thereafter, right? That, yeah, that's exactly what, what my system does. Yeah. So a, a lot of times when we did in Reno and did over here in Vegas, um, we have, uh, just think of like the video and the audio all coming together and it composites to a single feed. And then that feed sends over to graphics. Graphics is going to be in a sequestered room. That's where we're super monitored. We don't care about anything else but this room being completely um, airtight. Well, it won't even matter because it's on a delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm just explaining yeah. the setup overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That system is overlaying the graphics on top and then putting the delay as well. And then that feed then goes out to your encoder, which is uh, you're dressing the broadcast that goes with commentators and stuff like that, right? So it's, it's almost like a three-part system. Step one, two, and three. Step two is the most important. Um, with this new system that Andrew is making, step two is trustless. So you can just eliminate everybody in the delay room and in the, um, in the, in the graphics. And the graphics will just pop out trustless and then you can then, again, uh, start to produce whatever content you want on top of that, whether that's graphics, you want to pause uh, the, the stream that's going on, you want to add commentary, et cetera. Um, that's where 
it could be very common. Yeah, and, and that type of setup also gives you a lot of versatility because now if there are things that you need to cut out of the stream, you have the, like with OBS, you can't do that because it's already, it's just out. You would crash the stream doing yeah. it, right? This is a buffer where if you want to create replays, if you want to create, uh, if you want to edit something out, you don't like what was being said, like whatever, all of that can be done within this yeah. portion. And how I understand what Hustler is doing, the difference is, um, when he comp he he pushes everything, he's actually actually switching, so the graphics go on top, and then he sees the graphics on top. So he's merging step one and two together. Yeah, that's what that's what that, Pigtails does for our academies. That's right, yeah. and, and we're saying that there needs to be a little bit of separation there. Um, so uh, step one and two, when we have basically, it's like okay, all the feeds, all the camera feeds are going to run into. Um, the the graphics machine and then the graphics machine just overlays it on top immediately and then I'm watching the, the end of the graphics machine and we have to we're, we're trying to scale it back one step and say okay just just shove the feed into the system the graphics system don't switch by looking at that graphics feed right sorry if it's confusing guys yeah in lay in lay terms uh, the camera shots that get pushed out to the audience Ryan is doing that in real time with no information. He's doing it blind, basically. But he's just following the, the meta of the game and the actual game flow itself. So he's cutting based off where the action is currently, uh, based on who's thinking, who's not, whatever. So he creates the dramatic effects off of uh, just following the action. And you don't need whole cards for that. After that's all cut up, cut up, it's then pushed out to the graphics where they're laid over top. So just think of it as an overlay um, of, of any sort, right? Whether you're talking about creating a thumbnail or... Uh, creating a video you're just you're putting this cartoon over top of it essentially that gives you the information well knowing that you're out there ryan i just want to apologize to you for my tweet earlier and if nick if you're out there go fuck yourself <laughs> okay so we're back on that <laughs> um okay yeah hustler said or hustler it's ryan uh he said i think i have an idea how it could work we'll definitely consider it that's good to hear um yeah i mean uh you know i think that the investigation uh, I think he alluded to the fact that the investigation's over yesterday on Joey's stream. So um, if that wasn't an official announcement, I would expect one soon. Uh, it seems like nothing came of it. I would love to hear follow-up on... Well, I don't even know what, what we could have followed up. If the investigation proved nothing, then I don't know that there is any follow-up with Brian and Robbie. Um, I, I just don't know what more can be said there. Uh, that's, that's to me like the only thread left to pull as far as like to explain away the Jack four um, and to be concerned that there might be an inside man type of thing. But again, we'll probably just never know. Uh, I think for all parties involved, that's probably fine with the exception of maybe just Garrett. I was going to say Garrett and Robbie, but I think Robbie is on the right side of things right now, as far as like public perception goes, uh, which obviously puts Garrett on the wrong side of things. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles uh, the kind of no answers and what ha I mean what happens next for Garrett right like do we see him on these streams again I don't think he's gonna play for a while man yeah I don't think he's gonna play for a little bit um I, but that's not surprising in terms of um Garrett like he's gone on spells of you know, extended breaks uh, and maybe this is he deems this one to be one of them. But I've seen him go on like three to six month spells of no poker for a long time. This one's um, a bit different though. It's yeah, yeah this one's forced. actually caused by something. But but yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll see him soon-ish. You know, maybe... 
I don't know. I don't want to speak for him, but like I, I'm assuming like we're not going to see him until next year. To be well, the um, good news is uh, we have an up and coming star in Caitlyn who <laughs> can immediately take over. Yeah. For, uh, Garrett's role. Yeah, I'll take over his money too if he wants to stake me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, you know I, what's funny is I actually heard Rip is looking for a new steak horse. Oh my God, I'm honey, I'm I look in. good in a cowboy hat too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be your horses. No, it was kind of. Um, I tuned in and watched you yesterday. Thank you. I lost so much money. <laughs> it was my biggest loss ever. You know, it's fun to hit first in life. Congrats. That's a good feeling. Uh, how was your experience playing? Um, it, w it was lovely. You know, someone at the 2-5 game I was playing at the win was like, uh, do you think there was cheating? And I kind of joked around. I was like, yeah, I hope so. Maybe I'll get my 20 grand back. Sure. You know? <laughs> but no, obviously, by me going there, that's sort of my admission that I don't necessarily think that there's anything nefarious going on and that I trust DeGaff and Ryan. I haven't met Nick in person, but um, I've dealt with both Ryan and DeGaff and Honestly, DGAF especially, I think it's just been so honorable to me. There was like a personal situation that he didn't have to have my back on, and he absolutely did. Uh, I won't speak to that on this podcast, but I just, for whatever reason, he's earned my personal loyalty and friendship. Um, I have so. a good time whenever I go there. Um, everyone always treats me with the utmost respect. Um, they wanded us. From what I understand, they don't see the live hole cards anymore. I know Lodge is making that step as soon as possible. I don't know if they're even able to do that, but all the stream houses that I deal with regularly have expressed interest and in if that's not already the case, that they're moving in that direction. So that's, I mean, I'm, you know, that most of my income is coming from stream games currently. So it's very much I'm vested in needing these streams to be secured. So thank you on behalf of the streaming player community for being such a little turd about it and getting sure. in everyone's butt cheeks. I really appreciate you because we need to have secure streams and it's really hard to go on these streams. I couldn't follow most of that conversation between you and Andre. I'm not a computer scientist. I don't understand these. Ac I don't know what the ac OBS. What well, is that? A the, bowel disease? I don't know. <laughs> the funny thing is though, you edit. So uh, I, I mm -hmm. think like if you played with the software for five minutes, it would become insanely intuitive to you. Uh, Maybe I say it more just to illustrate that I think a lot of the general populace isn't yeah, going to understand the with. software ever and that they have to find the figures and personalities in the discussion that they trust. Yeah. You know, and I don't I don't pretend to know the truth. I haven't been involved in investigation. Nobody calls me at three in the morning with like the inside <laughs> scoop of whatever like the latest drama I'll is. Call, I, I'll call you. Bitch, you better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I just I have to, you know, go off my personal experience and that I trust the hustler and I trust what's going on there. I honestly like the fact that Robbie's been so kind to me, like lambasting her as is, you know, fun and silly and gorgeous and off the wall as she is that she can take a joke about herself that makes me think like she has like it, i've been very impressed by how well she's taken like all the jokes being thrown her way yeah it's actually super impressive it honestly makes me like she's taking the jokes better than anybody else that i'm impersonating probably yeah. Oh, yeah. honestly oh, yeah so that you know personally makes me want to think nothing's going on there and i just if it it's just so preposterous. Why would you choose that hand if you were cheating? And like, how deep does it go? And you fall down the rabbit hole. I, I don't envy y'all that are, you know, going through the filing cabinet and reading every last piece of data. But I'm, I'm certainly grateful that you're doing the work. I, yeah, I think that uh, it, it's been a spectacle, obviously. And that's just always going to be the nature of imperfect information. But more importantly, like, uh, 
I don't want to say hidden because that implies that it's on purpose, but like it's kind of hidden information, right? At some point, we're going to get to a system where the the data necessary to comb through this in a matter of hours rather than weeks uh, will just be at everybody's fingertips, right? Like we have perfect information. We see all the cards. Uh, we see the showdown. We see everything. We just have no way of compiling it because there's nothing storing it uh, well, currently. isn't that what the new system that they have at TCH Austin? Yes. And I mean, when they first introduced that, there were a few of the regs in town, myself included, that was like, wait a second, you're collecting all my data. Mm -hmm. And granted, we barely get through 80 hands in a four hour stream. Right. God bless us. It's <laughs> new technology. <laughs> but, um, it, you know, you do that stream once a week for a few years and they, they got, you know, several thousand hands. And I don't know how big a sample that is. I know they say you need a much bigger one, but there yeah. were there were definitely a couple of players that were like, why are you collecting my data? Is it for sale? ever like that who, was my question actually mm -hmm. because when you were talking about that i just couldn't help but think that there's going to be people who want that data mm -hmm. yeah and there's going to be a prices that are offered and you know who's to say like why do those people get to be the gatekeeper of everybody's live stream data you solve one problem just to, right. just to I mean, create just, another I, one i was just yeah. i couldn't stop thinking about that when you were explaining it mm -hmm. yes it sounds so great in all the positives but like that exists well you only create a problem if uh monet's company isn't isn't uh above board or transparent right, with but what we that's what like, whatsapp but said we don't and then know they sold to we, we don't know them so what what gives them like the gatekeeper status to well, everybody's data no it's nothing like that they're they're a business you would have to like it's a toc right like when you're purchasing their software in exchange for giving them data you're you're you should be signing a contract with them that says you will not sell my data to a third party. Uh, you will house it in a, a right. secure server. I mean, like, that's what all these companies say, and there's always fine print to get around that. So I'm just, you know, like WhatsApp. I, you know, data gets sold a lot. <laughs> that's it's it's very valuable these days. And I just wonder, you know, if the right price came along, if that weren't going to be jeopardized. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's uh, it's possible, but you know, to Caitlin's point, uh, Garrett would be the one who would be most concerned with this. With let's call it if we could go back and scrape all the hands, seven years of live stream data where he's playing maybe 50 sessions a year or on average five hours each. So that's 250 hours a year for seven years. We're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 2000 hours playing 20 hands an hour, right? So it's 40,000 hands. That's barely a sample. And that's the guy who's played the yeah, but it's you can over. Start getting some stuff, on but you 40. can't because it's over seven years. Garrett seven yeah, years ago fair. versus Garrett now, those hands but, don't look yeah, the same. That's fair, right. Yeah. right? So like you'll never see the actual maturation process of him playing for that because and that's the max. That's correct, like, that's the max. Right, it's a forty k sample, yeah, but yeah. each year it's only going to be right. you know somewhere in the neighborhood of like five thousand, eight thousand hands, mm -hmm. and each year his strategy is going to evolve more and more and more. So. Um, and also the player pool around him is going to change a ton. How he mm -hmm. plays versus Nick Vertucci 2016 versus how he plays against, uh, you know, Lucky in 2022 is not going to be interchangeable. He plays against the Tortoise in 2025. That's right. <laughs> the Tortoise is saving up that brisket money to <laughs> That's right. get into a one-two stream. I think a way to combat the problem is to have some sort of, like, public ledger I don't want to say crypto necessarily, but imagine, well, blockchain makes sense. Imagine um, some way where all the data is hosted on the cloud, and you will also have everybody has access to know whether or not data has been checked on specific mm -hmm. players or not. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And if 
something has and there's no scandal around it that should be a huge red flag yeah. they are planning to do that with uh i talked to andrew and monet both about this uh they're planning to or, or there there were talks at least from one of them maybe from both of them of creating some sort of open source uh i think it was number one to check to see if houses are using the trustless system but then number two to um maybe it was something like that where andrew was talking about housing data in such a way where uh you could see uh like with full transparency um what it was being utilized for or uh, like it's non-downloadable but you can peruse it type of thing uh i, I think yeah I, we see this already with solvers um i'm not sure if I hate to name names because I'm not positive which ones use these security measures, but I know a common security measure that's thrown around for uh, solvers such as GTO Wizard and the like is creating a database that allows anybody to go and look and see um, if a hand was if a hand was run with a board texture and position at the same time as a hand history was played. Right. So say you and I play a hand together at noon. And uh, it's an Ace King three rainbow board, and I go and look, and uh, GTO Wizard was used at noon to run an Ace King three board. Um, you know, we can now look at that user and say, like, was he in my game? If yes, RTA. Yeah, we've mm -hmm. talked about that before, but then like it's it would have to be so accurate that like it doesn't even count. Like if someone were to look it up right after or something. Right. I I mean, yeah. T time is is uh, very linear and, and very measurable. So all these things get automated in a very precise fashion. That, that's solvable in my opinion, I think. Um, but I understand, I understand the concern that you have with the data, like it being sold to third party type stuff. I don't understand the people who, or I, maybe I do understand, but they just misunderstand. The people that are saying like, I don't want this data to be collected because it ruins live poker. And now everybody's gonna know how I play type of stuff. That, like, no, that's... I don't think that, but I do think that there, it's just, you know, it's, it's really like valuable information if you have a lot of hands on someone that you play a lot or something and you can buy that somehow. No, yeah, that I agree with. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, with what I'm saying, was that something that was like more of a concern when you said like some of the regs were saying? Uh... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like my buddy Bones and my buddy Slicer, we, we both had conversations back and forth about like what this is mean. And Bones and Slicer. At the end, yeah, we got some names. <laughs> shout out. Shout, shout out to Bones. To my He's boys. from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, makes, it does make some me. sense. Like if I play with you two to three times a week, you know, on these streams, you know, and then... All of a sudden, by the end of the year, I'm like, you know what? I would like some Berkey hand history. No, but, but the, that's the thing. If you're playing with me, you will get, it's just like running PT4 or uh, Holder Manager. You will get all of the information that the stream demonstrates. So every hand that I go to showdown with, you'll actually get as a player in that game. What you won't be able to do is data scrape. So I think people believe that because the table is collecting data, that they could just data scrape somebody in their pool. And that's not true. You actually have to be in the game the same way that you would if you were playing on ACR Blitz against oppositions. The only way to compile uh, a database for your HUD is to actually play against them, mm -hmm. right? And, and gather the data of like what they do. But it's every, every hand that you're dealt in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's right, sort of a conversation that gets delayed though, right? Because of, you know, we're right at the start of it. There's no sample yet. There are no sizes. Right. Like I've probably done a hundred streams. Maybe they have 2000 hands on me yeah. if they were to like get it all yeah. together. It's yeah. like not enough. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the concerns are very valid in the sense that we need to have the foresight to ensure that the data is not weaponized. Mm -hmm. Cause that part I wholeheartedly agree with. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be able to, uh, having only played with Garrett, five or six times a year, just be able to go out and purchase a database of 50,000 hands of Garrett. Cause that's what's ruined online I mean, in well, a big it, way. It, mm. it, it could happen. It could theoretically, you just yes. Start it just start gathering mass data. Well, right. But when you say it that way, you, you, you make well, it seem- it's the same way of online. Like uh, you start gathering data. Like even though you didn't, you can buy that data. Yeah. Even, even if you didn't like uh, play against them. It's a cheat code I'm not a fan of. I wouldn't want my opponents to be, like, if I were one of the top echelon players, I definitely don't think I'd want my opponents to be able to yeah. when they didn't do the work. Like, it's yeah. like, if you want to prepare to step in, like, the arena with me, then you watch my hours of streams right. and you figure out how I play. That's still an option. Yeah, I, but the fact that you can just, like, write a check or hand a guy $200 and yeah. all of a sudden you have all my data, like, of well, course it should, not. It should, be, it should be very clear that that's not what's happening. With online, I'm pretty sure that they have mass data scrapers. So... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason why these hands are being able to be compiled in the tens of millions is because they're being scraped from the actual sites. Uh, it's not like Stars is going out and selling these hands. All I'm saying is that we're we're getting close. Like we're not that many degrees of separation now to what maybe something that we can't foresee right now happening of getting just a bunch of someone's hands that plays on stream all the time. Well, we can do things to prevent that. Uh, we're not that far. If I mean, we did this for Puzzle. It it failed a little bit because it was uh, more of a challenge than the part-time people working on it. But we created a, a screen scraper that went through every single session that he played. And we were able to get the information on the hands to probably like 90% accuracy. Um, and that was just our first iteration at it, right? So it's not like never, it's, it's not like collecting the data locally at the table is the preventative measure. Uh, if somebody wanted to, they could just go get 10,000 hours of Garrett Alstein footage, run it on a computer in the background, have a screen scraper coming as, or, or, or playing as well, and just pulling all that data into a database. Um, Feldman says that he left live at the bike in April 2019. Uh, you thought that he was there much later. People didn't know he publicly had left or people didn't know publicly that he had left April 15th, 2019. He was still on as a consultant during transition till August. Wait, no, that, that can't be true. Ryan, you asked me to come after the Postle case and vouch for the security of Live at the Bike. I think you're years off. It couldn't be, because Postle happened October of 2019. And we 100% had a conversation. Uh, of me coming and vouching for uh, the bike security. He says, check your dates. 2020 I mean, was pandemic. 2020, uh, like February or March, whatever. March was when the shutdown stepped. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a big gap between Possible and, and the pandemic, right? I, I'm not wrong, right? Possible was 2019. I thought Possible was 2020. Right I thought Possible was during the pandemic. No. Is that wrong? About no, that 100% wrong sure. there. Yeah. Uh, it was October 2019. I, I mean, was whatever. it? Yeah. Late I, I was dating Marley at the yeah, time. It, it was, was. It was September t September um, 2019. Yeah. yeah. It was like September 30th. Late September. Yep. Mm. Um, and we for sure had a conversation afterwards about 
me coming to the bike and checking the security. All right, he says he left April 2019. Okay, you see how that doesn't match? April comes before. <laughs> <Yeah>. Correct. <laughs> so he, he already left. Yeah, and he's saying that, that, that he had a conversation after he said he left about going to live at the bike. To do their security. He's already gone. If, if it's... If, so I'm fabricating if, this whole conversation in my head. I'm just saying that, that he's saying he <laughs> left in April. Why am I... I'm just saying what he's saying. I'm saying he left in April and uh, right, and Apostle I'm, was in... And I'm saying and why that's saying not possible. saying that can't be right because, because a, after, you know, after the, uh, after the, uh, the Apostle... Uh, scandal happened that he uh, he asked him to come vouch for the yeah, security to, yeah, and Berkey's yeah. like what do I get out of this and it was like there was no reason for him to go I remember this right yeah this, yeah. this is 100% for sure true yeah. I, I mean I've gotten a new phone since then so I don't have the text log but yeah, I mean, it has to be after I mean, the apostle yeah. thing that's the only reason why he had asked you to come right like I, I'm not saying he was an owner maybe he was just still involved yeah. but uh he said it's, he was on consulting till till April or till August. Okay. Right? Well, no, but it, that still doesn't align. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was just doing them a favor. Uh, he right. was definitely still organizing games though, because the million dollar cash game uh, was shortly thereafter, right? That was December of 2019, I believe. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think this is a big deal because it's just next it's April or this one, April. Someone to just confuse <laughs> a nothing burger next <laughs> oh. next next april Get sued, nothing burger extra pickles yeah, yeah, I, apparently I, that's a trademarked phrase so yeah, i don't think it's that, that big of a like in terms of I mean, that, that's a very minor point and like you guys have dates myself whoever it does it doesn't matter like yeah. the bigger point i think is that ryan can off came off really well uh caitlin lost twenty thousand. Um, <laughs> 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 and we move that on. That we know for certain. <laughs> That's the fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we and that know. no data scraping is currently happening anywhere. That's it. We're good. <laughs> Those are yeah. the facts. Well, it's the facts, you know? I don't know about the latter, but the other two for sure. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we are, well, I probably, I hope not to be here tomorrow. Uh, five Diamonds starts today. I'm heading down there now. Tomorrow will be day two. Uh, if I'm here, it means that we do an early show. Uh, one more big shout out to True Classic uh, for supporting the Only Friends podcast. True Classic has the absolute best fitting t-shirts a man can buy. Finding the right t-shirt is incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either way too tight in the middle or look way too big and boxy. It's time to go all in on True Classic. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deals they offer for a limited time only. Get 25% off with the Only Friends code at trueclassic.com. When you look good, you feel good. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. We appreciate all the work you do, and I'm looking forward to uh, some spinoff of this uh, weird little thing that we got going on here. Uh, I'm going to go try to win a million. Uh, Christian's in the mix, too, so there's a chance that neither of us will be here tomorrow. Good Fingers crossed for that. I'm taking tomorrow off regardless. Okay. Christian won't be here regardless. Uh, anyway, I will be somewhere here in the vicinity. We'll see you guys then. Peace.